Are you desperate to receive the word of God? Normally, when you sit down to read the word, are you desperate to get the word from God? I am very sure that if we put all the money we have put together to come here this morning, we will start a business for some people here. They have that long to receive from God. God will never despise such a heart. Separate yourself from the spirit of routine. Where you have come, your notebook is there, you are ready to put down what will come. But the heart is left out. So that if the book remains in the church, you will go home with nothing. We do not write the word in the book, we write in our hearts. When a group of people are desperate, when they are desperate to move ahead, they will be desperate to receive the resources that will take them ahead. That's what makes the people longing for the world. Longing for, oh Lord, what are you saying? Oh Lord, what are you saying? And it's not just in the church. I, I pray that your heart will burn after those says the Lord. Because those says the Lord is a light. Just says the Lord is a power. Just says the Lord is a direction. And when a man has received it, but life can never be the same. And it doesn't matter how it comes. I will share briefly with us this morning on the call, the covenant, and the blessings. The call the covenant and the blessings. The call, the covenant and the blessings. I wanted to share the Abrahamic covenant, but I decided to change it, the title, so that it will, it will be modern. We will not see the beard of Abraham in what I'm sharing. The call, then the covenant that the man who has received the call enters into. And the blessing that comes because of the call. 
we shall look at very familiar passages. Go to Genesis chapter 12. The call, the covenant, and the blessing. Somebody start about read verse 1 to 4 for us. What I will be sure will be very familiar in your ears. In verse 1, he said, The Lord has said, not the Lord said. What has the Lord said again and again to you? The Lord has said. We don't know when the Lord said it. We only know that it is on this day that action took place. The poverty, the spiritual poverty, the, the mediocrity, the, the stagnation of the people of God is because of the of disobedience of their heart. David said, the Lord has spoken and twice have I heard. When God speaks once, speak twice. Then speaks again the third time. And we want him to speak the fourth time. We miss it. The Lord has said. The Lord has said. The Lord has said. Go to chapter 11 with a bit of from verse 31. Chapter 11 from verse 31. Sarah took his son Abraham, his grandson Lot, son of Aram, and his daughter in law Sarah, the wife of his son Abraham. And together they set out from Europe of the Chaldees to go to Canada. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Sarah lived 205 years and he died in Haran. Thank you. So there was a transaction between God and the father of Abraham. And the Bible says, Sarah took his son Abraham, Abraham, his grandson Lord. And his daughter-in-law, 
and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. And when they reached Haran, they settled there. The father set out to go where the purposes of God was for his descendants. And when he reached on the way, he settled there. He settled there. He set out to go to Canaan. And when he reached Haran, he settled there and died there. My brethren, do not settle outside the will of God. Do not settle outside the will of God. Do not settle. Do not be one of those that it is said that God spoke to you and you did not obey and you died outside the will of God. Outside the purposes of God. And if God is not merciful to one of your descendants, to be open to hear his voice the second time, you will bury the future of your descendant in Haram. The responsibility of parents that the Lord spoke. And the man said, Ow! The responsibility that the, the grandfather of somebody heard the voice of God and that he set out to go where God has called where God has called and he reached on the way and in Haran he saw opportunities beyond the Mesopotamia where there were wonderful things for pleasure and he settled and died outside the will of God. And the Lord spoke to his son. And the son was also about to disobey. I'm very sure that in this congregation, there are many people to whom God has spoken. And spoken and spoken and spoken. So the Lord has said, there is no one after a year in the Lord the second year in the Lord, the third year in the Lord, who can tell that you have not heard the voice of God? The call is always clear. It is the price to be paid that makes people to disobey. The call is never confusing. The voice of God, when God calls a person, is never a confusing voice. What confuses a person is when you begin to confront the price that you pay. Then you tell yourself, I will live all this year. Abraham had already left where they were, then reached the way, and sorry, Terra, and in Haran. He saw opportunities. He saw opportunities. He saw opportunities. He 
It is never hardship. It's not hardship that takes a person away from the purposes of God. It is opportunities. It is opportunities. It is opportunities. It is never the people who hate you who will take you away from the purposes of God. It is the people who love you. Your enemy will be the member of your household. It's the people who, who, want, who want to reason with you. Who want to tell you how to take this step of sacrifice? Have you considered this? Have you considered this? Have you considered this? Your enemies don't tell you that. It is not wonderful privilege somewhere. That one, that great opportunity somewhere. The Lord has said to Abraham, I pray that you will be reminded of what the Lord has said to you. I pray that the Lord himself will remind you of the commitment you have made to him. I pray that the Lord himself will remind you of covenant vows that you have entered into with him. I pray the Lord will remind you of things that the Lord spoke to you. You knew that you ought to do. But you settled because the prices they look so much without knowing that when God loves a man he made greater demands on you. And he told So there is a call. In verse 2, he told, it, 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 the Lord told Abraham, you leave and go to the land I will show you. It was an unknown land. Unknown to men, but known to God. God knows where he is taking you. God knows where he is taking us. God knows the pathway. He knows the difficulties. He knows the rocks, the thorns, the scorpion, the bypass on the way. Yeah, he knows where he is taking us. I wish someone could sit side by side with every one of us. That the Holy Spirit will sit with each of us. And I'll be telling that discussion with you and say, remember what I said to you. Remember the transaction we enter into. And the Lord told Abraham very clearly, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse those who curse you. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. That was the purpose of the call. And that was the purpose of the blessing. It was a, a, a call that was strategizing redemption of all mankind. 
God saw in a man what he could use to conquer the world to himself. God saw a man that he could deposit his blessings. I will bless you. I will make you into a great nation. Whoever blesses you will be blessed. Whoever curses you will be cursed. And he said it is for a purpose. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. And brother, that is our calling. What is our calling? That all people on earth may be blessed through us. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Preach the gospel to everyone, all creation. The calling of Abraham is our calling. And the blessing that came with the calling is our blessing. So there were the blessings, but there were the purposes for of the call and the purposes, the reason why the blessings were coming. For some time I've been carrying a weight. And what is that weight? That a bell over the eyes of the sin will be told. That one by one. The veil over his eye will be torn to suddenly see why God has made him who he is. That the veil over his eye will be torn. That he will even know he got married for what? That the veil over her eye will be torn. So she knows that what she is, what she will become, is because of what God created her for. There are many wasted lives created for a purpose and when God begins to equip you for the purpose you abandon the God who created you for a purpose. What a wasted life. So all the blessings of Abraham was to be tied to one thing. All the people on earth will be blessed through it. That redemption of mankind. Genesis chapter 7, seven chapter 17 verse 7, another person, Genesis 15 verse 18. Anna and Priska, both of you, read each person, pick a portion. The first person, Genesis 17, uh, read verse 7. Genesis 17, verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant. Read God to you and your descendants after you. Read verse 8. Land in which you are a stranger, all the land of 
Hallelujah. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant. There are a number of covenants in the Bible. The, the Abrahamic covenant. I'm praying God is a God-keeping covenant. God enters a covenant with people. He entered into a covenant with Noah. He entered into a covenant with Abraham. He entered into a covenant with Moses. Covenant with David. Even there was a covenant in, in, with Abraham, uh, with Adam. And then we enter into the new covenant. The covenant that covers us by the blood of Jesus. Here we see the covenant that existed between God himself took a step to enter into that covenant with Abraham. And what was it? I wanted to see the largeness of it. Uh, when Stella was sharing what they used to pray, uh, the reality is that many believers don't even know. Many believers don't want to become big. They don't want to become great. So even for some people to discover already that they are operating under the stroke mediocrity, mediocrity is a step, a step forward. The majority of believers, they just look at the crumbs. They beat fall on the table. And they are satisfied with that. There are very few believers that aspire to what God has on, their, on his heart for them. They don't even know what God has on his heart for them. If you ask many people, what, what is your passion? You want to become a billionaire. Uh, there was a time in Zimbabwe, I actually have There was a time in Zimbabwe that their currency was one million dollars. Then it reached a point that they started having one billion dollars, one note. So if you are a Zimbabwean billionaire, you will take the one billion dollars, you will not buy bread with it. I went home once. One brother who had been to Zimbabwe, I still have some of the notes in my in my box. He gave me dollars from Zimbabwe. Thousand, thousand of dollars. I actually thought when I come back, it will be wonderful. Who receive a thousand dollars, you are not excited. Only to discover that a one thousand dollar will not be up to one thousand Ugandan shilling. He who aspires for something outside the will of God is a pauper. God intended you to be great. It's only God who makes a person great. The greatness of God for you is far beyond your own greatness. Your thoughts are not God's thoughts. But when God has, when God desires, 
that the whole world will be blessed through you. If you decided to give a cup of water to everybody in the whole world, how much money will you use to buy the water? To close to 8 billion people. The majority of believers do not know that they are destined for greatness. And that their greatness is tied to the call of God. Because God has work to do. What makes you great in order that that work may be accomplished? God has something he wants to do. Then God decided to make you great. In order that those multitudes may be blessed because of you. So the covenant, I will establish, I, I want to please, I want you to follow very well because we're going to see it in the Bible that you are part of this covenant. Part of this blessing is yours. This greatness is yours. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and you are descended after you for the generation to come. Number one, to be your God and the God of your descendant after you. A covenant to be a people of God. A covenant that God may be your God. God said, I will be your God. I will be your God. How many believers are excited to say the Lord is my God? And that's enough. You mean it? If you say, I bless you with God, so what? They are still looking. So I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you something. Give you God. Amen. They are still waiting for something. To be blessed, to have God as your God, and God as the God of your descendant, is to establish you into greatness. And he said, the whole land of Canaan where you are now, where you are now an alien, I give you as an everlasting possession to you and your descendant after you, and I will be their God. The Abrahamic covenant had three, three parts. There was the land to be given to them. Then there were the descendants the Lord said, he will make the descendant of Abraham as the stars of the heaven. Then there was the blessing. And in this covenant we are found. And I read that 15 verse 8. It's still the same thing. 
sorry uh, it's not at 18 18 to your descendant I give this land. Uh, when I was following one of the leaders of Israel, he said, the Bible says, this land is ours. He said that the Bible says that this land is ours. That's a political leader. He said, it is written in the Bible. What, what proof do you have? That the proof is that it is written in the Bible that the land is ours. That the land was given to us. We are a covenant people. We are a covenant people, brethren. We are a people that God has entered into a covenant way in order to give us the land. We are people that God has entered into a covenant with because something on his heart will be accomplished. The greatest problem of many believers is that they don't even know what God has called them to be. God has not called you to be who you are now. You are destined for greatness. You are destined for height. You are destined to be someone great. Not because of you, but because of the purposes of God. All that we may begin to say, the word of God says it. The Bible says it. All that we may begin to say, it is written. God entered into a covenant with our forefathers. God entered into a covenant. Not just with our father. He entered into a covenant with us. How do we become part of this covenant that was given to Abraham? Stella, uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 8 to 9. Prisca, the same Galatians chapter 3. No, uh, uh, Stella, you, you will finish the chapter 3. Everybody open. I want to lay a doctrine. So that we can lay hold on certain promises of the Bible for ourselves. Chapter 3, 8 to 9. Everybody open to that guidance and we are looking at doctrine. Galatians chapter 3, from verse 8 to 9. The scripture also that God would justify the Gentiles and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed alone with Abraham, the man of faith. Everybody will read that verse 9. Get ready. First of all, read it. Internalize it in your heart. Just verse 9.
Somebody behind, stand up and read aloud. So those who rely on, the, on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Somebody in the middle, read it. So those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Someone in front, read it. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Everyone who wants us read. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So the blessings of Abraham is equally a blessing. Two of us. Stellaripes 13 and 14. The same chapter. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cast is everyone who is who is on us. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Amen. So there is something that Christ did. He redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. And what was the purpose? He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles. And we are Gentiles. We are the Gentiles. So there was a redemption from the curse in order that the blessing, the greatness, the great nation that God desire of us may come to pass by first of all cancelling the curse. Verse 28 and 29 is Verse 28. There is neither Jew, nor Greek, slave, nor free, slave, nor free, male, nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Are we together? If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heir according to the promise. The promises that were given to Abraham is the same promise. They are the same promises that have come to us by virtue of our relationship with Christ. The greatness come to us. The great name come to us. They bringing us to the position that whoever blesses us will be blessed equally come to us. And whoever curses us will be cursed come to us. Ah. Uh, when I followed the Prime Minister of Israel, I prayed a lot for Israel in this video. I decided to follow up with He said there's no great army in the world like the army of Israel. That's what he said. I am brethren, I, I followed. When they want to bomb a place, they call the person who was inside and tell them in one half time we will bomb that place. Leave. 
And he said, we strike with precision. People were calling, leader were calling, Biden will call. He said, well, I, I thank all our friends for supporting us, but we'll pursue the mission until we accomplish the mission. A tiny group of people were powerful because they are a covenant group of people. You are not powerful because of your ability. You are powerful because of a relationship. You are not powerful because of your giftedness. You are powerful because of a covenant between you and the Lord. We are a covenant group of people. I pray that we will understand it. All the promises and blessings of God are tied to the core. All the promises and blessings of God are tied to a covenant that we are tied to with a group of people. There are many covenants God has entered into with our ministry. I pray that you even follow to know them and believe them. Normally claim them. You are a covenanted child of God. It doesn't matter what the world is going through. That the promises of God are alive. So all the promises and the blessings of God are tied to the call of God. And they are tied to the purposes for which God created you. I'm going to read something I read to the brethren yesterday. How many of you were here for prayer yesterday? Let's see how When I woke up today, the Lord spoke to me. The Lord told me that you have found me the key to the conquest of the nation. That showed to you very clearly the key for the conquest of the nation. And he told me, missionary, missionary. Then he told me, in finding that key, I have equally shown to you the key for receiving resources for me. Missionaries, and whoever is committed to missionary courts will sweep in resources. I'll read what I wrote down. Anna. Sorry, I left. I have to read. Now, I want to read because the Lord told me, read it. No, no, let the brethren know it. God has called us to the missionary cause. He has called us to the missionary life. He has called us to the missionary vision. All our resources come in because of this and should be channeled towards this. What I will read from what you will bring is summarized in just one thing. To conquer the nation the Lord has called on to the missionary course. 
a missionary heart, a missionary vision, and to have resources from God. The resources will come for the mission, for the missionary course, and also channel their resources to the missionary course. Resources will flow through their hands. That's a secret for your wealth. That's a secret for your success. Say, Lord, I thank you because I'm a covenant child of God. Thank you because the promises that were given to Abraham are equally my promises. The promises for greatness, a great name, they are equally mine. We have found the key for Uganda conquest. Missionaries. Everybody say missionaries. missionaries. The missionary heart. The missionary church. National missionary. Metropolitan missionary. Rural missionary. Missionary to secondary school. Missionary to universities. Missionary training. The missionary vision. Just as we have, we were sent, we must raise, train, establish, and empower others as missionaries. Missionary must be massively released into our nation. They shall go in large numbers. Just as the Lord has shown us the key for the conquest of the nation, so too has the Lord shown us the key for claiming resources from the law. Brethren, get this. The key for claiming resources from the Lord in the missionary course. It is a commitment to the missionary vision. So the key to claiming resources, brethren, for us from the Lord is commitment to the missionary vision. Those who sacrifice for the missionary cause will find themselves swimming in massive wealth. Those who commit themselves to the missionary cause will find themselves swimming in massive wealth. Our missionaries shall be rich. Those who support them shall be rich. Many are forsaking opportunity to go for the Lord. They shall not be losers in the end. Anyone who has left houses or brothers or sister or father or mother or children or field for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in this life and we inherit eternal life. Brother, what? That is a quotation from the Bible. Did you realize it? That if you are forsaken this for me, 
that you receive 100 times in this life. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. The Lord himself will enrich all our missionaries. They shall be very rich in the things of this world, and that we shall be extremely rich in spiritual things. You have found the key to conquer the nation. You have equally found the key to enrich, to enriching and for the success of your people. The commitment to the missionary cause and to the perishing souls of men, that is the key. Many will go forsaking everything and end up having everything from the Lord and for the Lord. The Lord is calling us into the blessing he gave Abraham. I've read that already to you. This blessing and promise given to Abraham did not end with Abraham. It was the genesis of all who forsake to go for the Lord. Many will remain in, this, in the same town, but have left in their hearts. So it's not, it's not physical movement. It's a change of heart. Did you get it? It doesn't mean that he must leave Kampala. He can leave a missionary course. He can tune his heart to what is preoccupying the Lord's heart. And you will see what will begin to happen. We have found the key to penetrate and conquer the nation. Uh, since the, the year started, the past four months, just through the missionary we sent, we have led, just through the missionary we sent, we have led around 700 people to the Lord just through the missionary we sent. In four months. With around 70 house churches that they have planted. In four months. If you think that that's not the key, I would tell that in the first year, we had one house church. In the second year, we didn't have up to five house churches. We have found a way to walk with it. It is going to be very difficult for some people to give to the missionary course. Some will make commitment. Some will be planning to give, but they will be distracted from giving because the devil will make sure that they don't give to his blessings, which they lost their blessings. When, when, when you know the pathway of your blessing, resist the enemy in that pathway. No one is ever a loser going for the Lord. 
this way again. I was shaped of the cup until the last time I came out of the shop. This would have passed. So if you are planning to come and see me, I will reflect to you seriously. To tell you that I'm not thinking of some jobless people who have those plans. Have you understood? No. Let's say no, they have to be here. I was preparing myself to meet you people, to show you direction, and seeing the missionary cause was burning on my heart. The festival, Lord, should they go somewhere? No one is ever alone that way for the Lord. Four of us. Say, I cannot be a loser going for the Lord. I cannot be a loser sacrificing everything for the Lord. There are a number of your people who have responded and gone for the Lord or are living for the Lord. I will bless them. There are a number of your people who have responded and they have gone for the Lord. Or they are living for the Lord, I will bless them. My blessing upon them will rebuke those who resisted my call, and equally those who are hesitating. My blessing upon them will equally bring in many other workers. Concentrate to rest missionaries. And the Lord will rest resources for them. God's workers will never lack the supply. The owner of the world will supply for his work. Let me leave the remaining part. Tune your heart. Just tune your heart. We have found the secret of conquest. Tune your heart. We have found the secret of tapping resources from the Lord. And the secret is, Lord, these are 10 people that we, we need to send next week. Give us. And God will not come and put money here. God will pass through your business and pop. Your business will expand. Your business will expand. Your, your job, you just find money in tree. Unfortunately for some people, when it starts entry, the devil will deceive them. The devil will show them opportunities. Resist the devil. I want you people to pray this morning. Father, we bless you, God, and we share with you, What did Abraham do in response to the call? Said, I read again verse 4. Just 
at the first part of verse 4. Twelve and four. It says, "So Abraham left as the Lord had told him." Okay, thank you. Everybody says, "Abraham left as the Lord had told him." Abraham left as the Lord had told him. Say, Abraham obeyed God. Say, I will obey God. I will obey God. So Abraham responded by doing what God said. Say, I will respond by doing what God has told me. When God entered into a covenant, there was a sign of the covenant. I will not enter into this. I will just say it. The sign of the covenant was circumcision. The Lord told Abraham, that all his household, his descendant, will be circumcised. When God calls a man, that man, if you are wise, you enter into a covenant with God. The sign of Abraham's covenant with God was his circumcision. And the circumcision of all his household all the male in his household. And that's what consecration is. When God calls a man, consecrate your own to him. The fact that a man believes the call of God is his consecration. When a man has laid down, he's laying down everything on the altar, the man believes the call of God. The man believes the call of God. So Abraham obeyed. Abraham got circumcised and established the symbol of circumcision as a mark of all what we call to follow God. And our circumcision today is not by the outward, it is circumcision of our hearts. The cutting off of the world. When I see a person caught up with the world, caught up with the things of the world, I know that that's a person who has no vision. That's a person who has not seen where he's going. It is my cry that you capture something of God, the purpose for which you were created. That's how worldliness is killed. Worldliness is not killed by preaching. Worldliness is not killed by rebuking people. Worldliness is killed by a man finding God and finding a purpose for living. You will soon discover that your resources are canalized. And when they are canalized, there's nothing left in order to nourish the passion of the world. How did Abraham respond? Romans chapter 4. From verse 18, Stella. 
Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the captors. His body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was, was also dead. Yet he did not quiver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Being fully persuaded that God had power, had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words of it, the words, the, the words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our Jesus. Justification. Thank you. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. It is those who believe who enter and lay hold of the promises of God. Many think that from the moment has God has spoken, you will just there will be difficulties. But what keeps a man moving on is the Lord said it. The Lord said it. If the Lord said it, then I have something to hang on. If the Lord said it, we have something to hang on. So Abraham, against all hope, Verse 19, without weakening in his pain, he felt the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old. Verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief. What has God told you that he will do? In my five time, it's as if the whole world has turned against you. If you waver, you will miss the promises of God. Verse 21. Be fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Everybody say God has the power to do what he has promised. God has the power to do all that he has promised. God has the power to do all that he has promised. Listen, brother, your circumstances do not change God. If he said it, he is able to bring all that he said to come to pass. So Abraham believed. Abraham believed. And after a time, God reaffirmed the covenant. Then Abraham changed his name. From exalted father, even though he had no child, 
He started calling himself the father of many nations. What are you prophesying to yourself? Let me tell you what I do, brother. I'm reflecting on many things. I'm prophesying. I'm speaking a number of people to myself as concerned the call of life. Don't sit down and start doubting. Will this ever happen? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing not your own word, but the word of God. Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. Proclaim what God has said to yourself. Change your name. When you see that, the, 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 what, what you wanted, you have set out to do, maybe at level five, it did not work. Go to Make it bigger. If God told you, this is what he's going to do, and then you set out to do it, and it did not work, enlarge it. Don't waver in your faith. The one who promised has the ability to do it. Everybody say he will do it. Shamaa say he will do it. Say God has the ability to do it. If God has called me and brother, I know. I am not doubting. I don't doubt the fact that God has called me. And I don't doubt the fact that I will succeed. I don't doubt it. There is one thing that is driving me forward. What God said. If God said it, brethren, and if God said it, God has the power to do what He has said, what He has promised. Therefore, I can enter into my rest. I should believe Him. I shall move on in the direction of what He has said. Don't waver because the time is passing. Don't give up. Because of what people may be saying. And don't listen to the negative things. One of the things you should do. Watch your environment. If you begin to hear negative things. Negative proclamation against what God has said. The word of men cannot cancel the word of God. God has the power to do what he has promised. Are we together? God has the power to do what he has promised. We are going to have the first 1,000 house churches. Then the first 10,000 house churches. And by the time we are having the first 10,000 house churches, we shall be at 1 million. God has the power to do what he has promised. Lay hold on what God has promised and stick on it. You do not have the power to do what God has promised. To bring into existence what God has promised. But the man who promised has the power. We are destined. We are destined to succeed. We are destined to great heights. We are destined to conquer the nation. We are destined to bring the goal accomplished and blessing at the feet of God.
What are we to do? Believe what God has said. We are men who live by faith and not by sight. But I am 100% convinced that when everything around you seems to be becoming difficult, the time for God's breakthrough has come. I am 100% convinced that when God wants to take a man to heights, the circumstances around you become very difficult. Very, very difficult. It's a temptation for you to give up. But the man who gives up has come to near breakthrough and has wasted all the effort for nothing. We are not men who give up. Say, I will not give up. I will not give up. God has the power to do what he has promised. God has the power to do what he has promised. I want you to believe against God. I want you to believe even when everything is so difficult. Refuse to be weary. Refuse to give up. Press on and press on and press on and press on. As you press on, you will see what God will do. Just as Abraham was circumcised, get circumcised. Let your consecration be a daily issue. The person who is constantly laying down everything on the altar, everything on the altar, everything on the altar, everything on the altar, is only a matter of time. You will be surprised what will happen. What are you to do? Claim the promises of God. I want five people, the first five people this side stand. Any five people read aloud. I am just giving us, you are going to listen to some of the promises of God for by virtue of the fact that we are a covenant people of God. Then after you listen to those promises, we shall end. Deuteronomy chapter 3, chapter 28 verse 3. That's Hillary. 28 verse 3. 28 verse 8. 28 verse 12. Uh, Job 1. Job chapter 36 verse 11. Ruton Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9 verse 10 Oh, read aloud These are the promises given to the people who are a covenant people, the covenant people of God Your tongues and your spirits will be blessed You will be blessed in the city Read it again aloud. I want you to read. Say Amen. You'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Amen. The 
chapter 58 verse 10 to 11. Please, each of you pray. read it aloud and then the people of God will say amen to it. Psalms chapter 84 verse 11 and 12. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk in blameless. Those whose walk is blameless. No good thing does he withhold from those whose work is blameless. Amen. Have you understood? Yes. So if there is any good thing, if your work is blameless, he will not withhold it from you because you are a covenant child of God. Yes, continue. Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its root by the river, and will not fear when he comes, but his leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Amen. 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 Chapter 3, verse 10. It reads. Bring the whole tank into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have food enough for it. Amen. Did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> it starts by saying, bring the whole tank into the storehouse of the Lord. 
that if you do that and I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not room enough. You have a clear conscience that you have been drinking the whole time. In the temple you have been, you know you have not been holding back from the Lord. You are waiting to ask God to do what you have done. What are you promised? You are going to say, Lord, you open the floodgates of heaven and go out so much blessing over my life that there will not be enough room to keep it. Have you heard that? Yes. Oh Lord, you open the floodgates of heaven and pour so much blessing that there will not room for me to So you will be the first fruits of what God wants to do among us. Have you understood? Lift up your hand to the, the your, uh, open your, your mouth and pray to the Lord. Pray. Allow. Oh, oh Lord. Open the heavens of heaven. And what? Oh, so oh, so much oh, blessing. Like I will not have enough room for it. in the behalf of the hungry and satisfy the need of the oppressed then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. night are those difficulties in your life brethren the secret is spend yourself on the behalf of the needy then you will be like a well watered garden that a spring whose water never fell. Be delivered from concentrating on yourself. When you come to the end of your resources, the little you have, let it go to keep the hungry. Then you'll be surprised what will happen. I want four more people. We shall end. Two inside. To the other side. No, no, you have any four people want to read. 
Tony, chapter 8 of Deuteronomy, verse 18. Second Corinthians 9, verse 8. Shama, Kiligat 4, 19. Make well. Give her a hand and say, Lord, give me the ability to make well. Lord, give me the ability to make well. Yes. Amen. God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things, at all times, having all you need. In all things, at all times, having all you need. You abound in every good work. That's what God does to his covenant children. Come on. Number three, dwell in the land. This whole thing of just jumping all over the place. And enjoy same pastor. Settle and enjoy the teaching you are receiving. Then take the law. And what will happen? He will give you the desires of your heart. Uh, there is something that is not going right with many believers. Many believers are not laying hold on the promises of God. Many believers don't say, Lord, you said it. I'm believing you to do it. And I'm leaning on you to do it. 
Trust in the Lord. Believe in the Lord. We surrender to the Lord. Know that you belong to the Lord. You are His. Get attached to what God is attached to. What God is attached to is where the blessings of God is. If God wants something, set out to do something. Anybody who set out to do that thing with God is called a co-worker of God. And then as a co-worker with God, the favor of God, the blessing of God, the resources of God will flow through you. And that's what is called wealth. Stop pursuing your own interests. Believe what God has said. Don't just be wavy because you are going through difficulties. You start, the Lord tells you to start something. The minute you face difficulty, you capture it. Lay hold of God. Belong to God. You are a covenant child of God. Let's, let's plug into what God wants to do now. Let's lay hold on God for what is needed to do what God wants done now. Let's look up to God. Trust Him and see what will become. Our success is not tied to our ability. It's tied to the fact that we are His covenant children. We are His covenant children. He will do it because of his promise. He will do it because of his interest. He will do it because you are his servant. You are the weapon in his hand. I want some people to pray at the end. The call, the covenant, and the blessing that comes with Jesus.